0: This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be legends. We're gonna get their attention. So first question. Um, I was just curious like, to get started, like how you how you navigated that stage in your late 20s? Like, I think you, I think my conversations of late 20s is one of those unique places where my, I think people are confused a little bit and this might be a good place to create clarity I don't give advice based on just things I've lived I do it based on things I've observed and synthesized the way that I synthesize human behavior and think you know voice or social media or e-commerce are gonna be big is the same way I think about these things so first of all I navigated my late 20s You know, the way I did, which is ironic, which is, you know, that was me coming out of my work every minute, do nothing else phase. I fell in love, I got married, and I started having some Saturdays to myself, and that was cool. And um, it was an interesting time for me, but it was definitely a time where it led to me turning 30 and having like this, oh, my actions have to map my, you know, mouth and my ambitions, and uh, and so it was a really interesting time. It was probably like, if I, if I actually had to say it, ironically, my 28, 29, 28, 29 is probably the most chill years of my life, which is really interesting to me. Like in hindsight, 28, 29 were my most chill years, meaning I didn't work Saturdays for the first time in my life, I was coming home like at seven or what have you, like it was the most chill years of my life. Well, how old were you in uh, Melrose? Twenty-eight. Yeah. That's that's why it happened. How do you like? How do you separate your desire to be really competitive with keeping up with the Joneses? Because I feel like a lot of people. Uh, it's really good. Get that confused. That's a really good question, actually, because I don't have a quick answer. Uh, how do I? Um, well. I actually just figured it out. It took me a little bit. I don't think having stuff is the indicator to success. Thus, really easy not to be competitive when I don't give a that you have a Rolex. Right? Like, let's talk about LeBron and Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan has six championships, LeBron has what, three? Right? Cool. So, when people debate about, like, yo, who's the GOAT, people can go to that. Or LeBron can say, Okay, cool, that's a fun conversation. Now let's go macro. Who's the better human? Who's the winning human in me versus Jordan? And he can win that debate real fast. So I think the way I am able to do it is to contextualize. Why do I have the audacity to be the generational entrepreneur of this generation? Because I don't contextualize just on being the best inventor or the richest. I have created a framework of impact and you know things of that like a different game. It's Not in the framework of profession, it's in the framework of life. Right? Yeah, and, and by the way, when you're so in that place where you get to be the judge and jury of the competitive game, you can rig the game. But you have to keep yourself accountable. Like like I'm cool now because I still have audacity. But like if I don't impact, if like somebody comes along and doesn't like, you have to be okay with like you can't be full. Of while understanding what game you're playing, I'm clearly through my actions not playing make the most money game. Like when when people get very confused, I've got crazy master plans. Like, like if you watched me navigate yesterday's Jets game, like you'll believe more than Phil. How crazy is just the whole scene of like me at Jets now between the fans, between the players. And then it's unbelievable. It was it was loose count was at least seventy people throughout the course of the game. So like, so if I told you there's two ways to buy the Jets. One, go and make $4 billion and be a face. Or two, go and make $800 million but literally basically force the entire world's energy to want you to be the owner of the New York Jets. It'd be interesting to see what people would say is the better path of getting there. Can the players help? <laughs> it's better than that, dude. I genuinely think I can crowdfund the ownership of the New York Jets when the time comes I genuinely think that that's gonna happen if I'm unable to amass it the will of the people will get me there so anyway that's one big long winded philosophical answer to your question which is very easily if I don't think how many BMWs homes and Rolexes you have are the count it's very easy to not know that it exists you're like creating a score in your own head correct You're, you're quitting the game in your own head when people ask you, like, who you admire, you never say, like, or your really Unless You're kind of, like, more about, I guess, the like, people that are putting in the work building something from scratch, yes. like that. How like like about, all these homies I follow on Instagram also, like, who, uh, who are out rep-storing side. right now. Yeah, how, how do you go about changing who you admire to that? Because I feel like are part of the thing in the late 20s. is like, you know, so many people are admiring the wrong people. How do you go well, out? you know, first of all, I don't, you know, I don't want to get caught in like saying they're admiring the wrong people. Everyone should admire who they want to admire. I think that um, let's go back. This goes back to one big game, you know, of like what are you playing? Like I always use analogies of like I'm playing basketball, they're playing soccer, or this and that, da, da da da. Like I think if you really level it up, like I've been able to decide, you know, what I'm about and what I uh, appreciate. And I take from that, and I look, and I think, there's another thing, I don't admire Gandhi. Like, I don't admire, you know, the, the Dalai Lama. So, like, it's not like I've become, like, you know, I think a lot of times people go very hardcore, right? They'll go, like, I give a about Steve Jobs. And then, like, the other sibling that's totally different is like, yeah, whatever, it's like John Lennon, you know? Like, got it? I've got both. Mm-hmm. makes sense. You know? Yeah. That's what I am. I'm really Extremely both. Mm-hmm. And that makes me, you know and that's why I think people have really kind of interesting reactions to me, because I think I'm an indicator of what's going through their mind. How do you feel like you're just you always talk about like you're just starting at forty two, like you feel that way? What what makes you what makes you feel that way? Well, because I think as long as I don't die from a horrible accident or a disease that takes my t- is a terminal disease too young I'll probably be doing no, not probably as long as those two things don't happen or some terrible thing happens in my life in my family that just kind of mentally cripples me I'm going to be doing this for another 40 years and I've only been doing it for 20 years post like officially full time because I was sucked into having to do some school so I don't know super easy to think if you're in year 20 of a 60 year game that you're still fairly in it early right and then if you think about what entrepreneurship is I'm 20 out of 60 in yet I have all the foundation of my work in the 20 so it becomes exponential cool that's all I got for this article it's super practical like what people don't understand is a lot of people that made all this money they were high risk like there's like six Instagrams yeah. And Uber. There's like six of those. You know? That's why I'm becoming outrageously practical. Like I think it's practical in your late twenties to move back in with your parents. The only reason you're not is you hate your parents or you worry about what other people think. Otherwise it's f- I wish I was living with my parents now. I love my parents, it's cozy as <laughs> everything my wife asked me to do, my mom would do for me if she was there. <laughs> I love the, the summer when we're kind of more together that's the you know I think it's practical like I can't think of an easier way to make 200 bucks than to garage sale and thrift it's actually getting uncomfortable to me on Sunday you are like you want to quit you know? yeah well, no. I was with Team on Sunday because he came over to fill in some wine stuff I was like man I really just might quit this all and <laughs> just be garage sale Gary <laughs> Just like straight up, and then Brandon, <laughs> just so smart and awesome, he's like, "You'll probably end up making more money. Like, it'll be the ultimate like, do what you love." Like, could you imagine if I literally just like wet world this minute? I know you could. <laughs> like, I, think there's always <laughs> a, I always think there's a one percent chance that everybody knows I could do it. Uh, it's to see if spanner toys. So right. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. What's up, podcast? It's me. Uh, Pretty exciting news for everybody who owns a Roku. I'm on it now. And so if you have a Roku, you should be able to find it. So if you want to check out the article on how to sign up on Roku, GaryVee.com slash Roku R-O-K-U. And uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, I, I think the distribution of my content on OTTs is important. And, uh, and I'd love to get some feedback. I want to see how the experience is. So anybody can hit me up on Twitter where I'm engaging tremendously. Um, let me know how the Roku experience uh, is with my content. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. See ya.